thank you for joining us today. We are hitting you live from Traffic and Conversion, and Pedro Matos is joining me here, taking time out of his busy schedule. Thanks, Pedro. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me, Tom. Of course. I'm going to dive in. So, because... I see you operating on a pretty unique level out there in the space. And just for people who don't know, would you mind giving a quick 30,000 foot overview of kind of what your role is mm -hmm. and kind of what company you're working for? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I work right now with a company called Self Publishing School. Um, so we're the number one online education platform for authors. Um, so coaches, consultants, business owners, anyone that wants to write and publish their own book. Um, we take those people through a, a six-month program that teaches them how to get clear on their book idea, um, how to go through the writing process, the book production process, and then how to launch a, a really successful book. Um, I love that, yeah. Yeah, and I personally do partnerships. So I try to find um, organizations that you know have our, our pool of ideal um, candidates and, and students and try to figure out a way to um, make a one-win scenario for those organizations for them to send um, customers to us. So. Oh, sweet. So I loved how you kind of explained it when we were chatting earlier. And it's like you almost like an affiliate approach to these channel partnerships. We're going to dive into a bit deeper on this interview here. Yeah. Can you lay out for me what you mean by kind of a channel partnership? Because when I think of that, right, from my point of view, I think kind of channel partnership, someone that can get me clients or can they serve a need in a niche that we don't directly serve and they can align tactically that way. Mm -hmm. But it sounds like you almost use it for how can we actually use channel partnerships um, for, or maybe strategic partnerships for actual direct one-to-many customer acquisition, almost like you would an affiliate. Is yes. that fair to say? Exactly. Mm -hmm. So um, the first question that I always ask is who is our ideal customer, right? Mm -hmm. So for a self-publishing school, who is the, the one person that we're trying to, to go for uh, and, and trying to bring more, more people into our program? And um, that person has, you know, multiple needs and, and they have, you know, organizations that they're part of. They're part of other coaching programs. They go to a lot of conferences. And so um, what I do when it comes to the channel partnerships is I find where you know before those people work with us while they're working with working with us and then after they're working with us what are the organizations that really fit and solve the problem for those folks and then i try to figure out how to make a very clean and structured way for those people to you know when they're ready for the the book writing process of their journey for those people to come to us in a, in a very seamless way okay so, so when you're looking for it's almost, I don't want to say super affiliate, right? Yeah. But like, what is making a compelling partnership for you? And what is unique about that compared to maybe just, hey, will you send to my offer? Yeah, 100%. So I'll give an example of, you know, one of our partners who is um, BookBaby. Okay. So BookBaby is a, a company that is a um, fulfillment services for, for authors. And so if you want to write and publish your own book and you don't want to necessarily give Amazon, you know, um, a huge cut of your royalties, you will fulfill your book through BookBaby and we'll print a book through BookBaby. BookBaby's biggest bottleneck are the number of people that are at the point of the process where they are actually able to publish a book and fulfill on that book, right? And so we are coming in into their customer journey before you know those folks are ready to actually work with BookBaby, and so that partnership works in a way in which they send us the customers or the people in our audience who you know aren't ready for their services yet, and we are actually the ones that are getting them ready. We're coaching them through the process, and then we're sending them back, um, and basically increasing BookBaby's ideal customer um, avatar pool 
by you know getting those people closer to the process of publishing. So yeah, that's an example of how that would work. It sounds like right, yes. like they're serving one part of that customer journey. You're serving another part, and you're really just cross collabing almost and letting leveraging each other's skill sets and product suite mm -hmm. to go back and forth almost. Yeah, a hundred percent. And there's you know folks that do that on the other way for us. So every single one of you know the students that go through self publishing school at some point they're going to need a uh, a cover for their book. And so we have cover partners on the other side of things in which, you know, every time that someone is at the point in which they need a cover, we're sending those people almost as a, as a channel partnership for those cover designer companies. And so it just works in a very synergistic way. And they're probably way. sending you back other people who are coming through their channel. How... And then is this like a rev share basis? Is this like a... Is this another setup that you're... Like, how do you monetize or... Maybe that's the wrong word. How do you make this a win-win for both sides? Mm -hmm. 100%. So um, there's basically two different ways. So one is event-based. So with, with BookBaby, um, just to go back to that example, we do basically quarterly webinars. So we'll come in and we'll do you know, a session educating on you know, the process of writing and publishing a book, the biggest objections that they have. And then uh, we'll give BookBaby a rev share on that. We'll also keep track of the... The, those customers that they're sending and then our coaches will actually refer them back um, to BookBaby when they're ready to to publish. Oh, cool. So and you're tracking so, that, hey, this customer came from BookBaby, so you kind of know to point them back mm -hmm. there. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. So that's one way. The other way is through um, basically, depending on the partner that we have, they will have a, um, a, a tools or a referral center. And so whether it's inside of their course, they'll say, hey, if you're looking to write and publish a book, here is, you know, a way to get in contact and book a call with uh, a rep from self-publishing school. And that's more evergreen, I assume. And that's a more evergreen mm -hmm. approach to doing that same exact thing. Yeah. Okay, so you've got an everything kind of baseline on those and you've yep. got quarterly webinars you're doing with BookBaby as an example. Yep. So you've really built in a pipeline of steady, like, customer acquisition traffic yep. with some spikes there that you can accommodate for and I imagine prep up for. 100%. And then how, so you're doing that with, I don't expect you to divulge everything, but yeah. I, I, you're doing that with BookBaby on a quarterly basis. How many mm -hmm. other partners are you doing something like that with? Are you, do you have something almost every month that's happening on a webinar kind of basis or kind of a yeah. bigger level? Yeah. And so um, the way our, our partnerships program works right now is we have on average one to two webinars that we're doing um, every week. Okay. And so um, that's about 100 partners right now that we're, that we're um, constantly working with. Some of them we work with on a yearly basis, some of them more of a um, six-month basis, quarterly basis. And so Does it kind of depend on what their customer acquisition flow is? Because I imagine if they're only getting you know, 10 customers a month, doing a quarterly or weekly one with them wouldn't make much sense because they're right. so exhausted. But yeah. if they're getting 50000 a month... You can almost do that once a month and kind of get in front of fresh eyes. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. It's it's definitely dependent on that. Also dependent on you know their promo schedule, every everything else that's going on in, in their business. So, um, but my goal is always to when it comes to webinars as well. When it comes to these these partnerships, is look at what the end goal is and really map that out. But then do things like podcast interviews, things like sponsorships, things like speaking on their stage as kind of like the introductory, kind of like almost the first date. That's kind of what we're doing now. Exactly what we're doing now. Yeah. And then from that relationship, then, you know, the book baby deal is almost like what the end goal is. But at any given time, there's someone that's still on the 
on the on the podcast side of things. There's someone that we've so done still the some branding out there, some yeah. kind of built personal branding or business branding on both sides. Kind mm-hmm. of warms up the water. Yeah, you can go ink the deal as yeah. it makes more sense, and that comes to fruition. Yeah, hundred percent. That's very cool. We're looking at someone who say maybe they're a high ticket, you know, one thousand to three thousand dollar webinar funnel, yep. right? They're an offer owner. Yeah probably in the biz op, make mm-hmm. money online yeah. space. Mm-hmm. Probably it could be, I guess, anything. But sure. where do you think they could start leveraging tactics like this if they're currently in the, hey, I just need joint venture. Yeah. You know, I just need JVs to send me traffic and yeah. do resips. Like where can they start leveling up to do more of this kind of deeper partnership discussion? Mm-hmm. Totally. So if in the biz op space, they're specifically teaching people, say, how to package and sell courses online. Um, one of the questions that I would ask is, you know, if you survey your customer base, like who are those people um, that are actually coming into your ecosystem and say there's a high percentage of them that are actually keynote speakers who, you know, maybe they get paid to do a keynote, but they don't necessarily yet know how to package and leverage that information through an online course. I would ask myself, okay, who are the speaking organizations? Who are the companies that are teaching speakers? Who are the companies that are serving speakers that have that speaker database? And approaching those people with the, hey, we're here to solve a problem for you and your speakers who want to, you know, make more money, get more leverage on their time, and we can help them to do that through online courses and lead with that approach as opposed to what I some a lot of times see in the affiliate space is like, hey, you know, if you send it to your speaker list, we'll give you a 40% commission, right? Because right. it's like, that can be great, but that company's main goal a lot of times isn't necessarily to make money on affiliate deals, it's to serve their speakers and serve their audiences. So leading with that, a lot of times I find to be much, much more effective. I, that makes a ton of sense because looking back at how I've seen some people operate, it can almost be too transactional. Yeah. Right? Like, oh yeah, I'll give you 50%. The brand's like, what? No, we just want to make sure it's aligned right on a brand level. Like right. it might be, because it seems like you almost have to level up your repertoire a little bit on who you're talking with. Yes. Because it sounds like a bigger brand approach almost. Yeah. Right. Is that fair to say? I would say, and, and the other thing that like puts pressure on as well is uh, you're more so selling your, your product and you're more so selling your result. And so you have to be able to deliver on that result, which if that's the approach that you're taking with your company, it just makes everything else easier, yeah. right? And so when you're leading with that, it also takes the pressure out of you. And it's like, hey, if a promo bombs, right? If a webinar bombs on and the partner doesn't necessarily get the commissions that maybe they're expecting, it's not that big of a deal because that's not what the expectation the relationship was set in the first place. That makes sense. Right? Yeah. And so that also makes it so that they're more willing to collaborate. We're more willing to, you know, have that post game review and be like, okay, how can we do this better next time? It's bigger cross promo almost kind of thing, right? And it's like, yeah, there's a lot more levers to potentially pull there than just traffic. Yeah. yeah. And they're more <laughs> willing to have that conversation because the relationship was built on actually solving a problem for their customer base as opposed to, hey, we want to make $10,000 per email in this promo or we want to make X number. So where, okay. Going a little negative route here. Where, yeah. do, where do these kind of deals fall through or like yeah. what can go wrong? Yeah. Hundred percent. So these deals can go wrong when the partner's main source of revenue are the affiliate commissions, right? Meaning if we're working with people that do call themselves affiliate marketers first and they're looking for the highest converting offers, if the, if the, I mean again, if you're if you can play at that level, then then sure, that would work out amazing. 
But if that's not the thing that's differentiating you in the marketplace, and you're just setting yourself up for failures there, right? And is that because the type of offer you've got probably isn't set up for just direct response, super cold conversion traffic? It's more of a brand play? Um, sometimes I would say a lot of times the best product isn't necess- or the product that you have in this isn't necessarily the one that converts the best. Mm, okay. Right. Okay. And so if you're, if you're a brand that, you know, your, um, uh, your advantage is the product and actually helping someone fulfill and get the problems that they paid for leading with the conversion rates, leading with the EPCs, leading with the, here's my cost per acquisition isn't, you're, you're not necessarily leveraging or highlighting your best assets when it comes to that relationship. So. I see. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Anything else that can just like turn it south or cause it to kind of not even get off the ground? Yeah. 100%. A lot of times it's when you're, if, say that first promo happens, that first, you know, that first date happens and the customers that that person sent your way, they're refunding they're not getting the results that they paid for in a customer experience isn't great. Now it's, you know, that's the thing that you're really selling. And so you're not delivering that for the partner. And so if that's broken, the two, they could not right. be delivering on their end too. Right. How do, so how do you vet that on your level, right? If you're looking at channel partnership for self publishing school, mm-hmm. like, are you going and actually using their service first or is it more mm-hmm. word of mouth? You just know their trust and respect in the industry. Like how do you kind of help vet that out to make sure it's a good fit? Yeah. So on, for so just the financials, I mean, but on the actual product delivery sense. Yeah. So for our channel partnerships, it's a lot of times who are the, the fulfillment partners that our students are using already. Right. And so for, for example, cover designs, um, there's one specific company that our students just keep using over and over and over again. And um, they keep giving great reviews on that. So those are the people who we're going to first and be like, hey, you're already doing this. Let's see how we can be more integrative. Let's see how we can put you up on the pedestal. Let's see how we can, you know, okay. continue to serve our audience in an even better way. Maybe give them a little bit more of a discount, maybe give you guys more volume. And so um, always with the end goal of making our customers happier on that side of things. That makes a ton of sense. Cause I, right. If I go back to just like the offer creator, not to like discredit anybody, but it's like, okay, I've got a product. Let's say they just, I teach people, teach people to make money on Facebook ads. Yeah. Right. I mon- and monetize that with affiliate revenue or something. It's a fairly common product out there that mm-hmm. people market to. Yeah. It seems like there's a lot of layers you could stack in there, right? It's like, yeah. Hey, here's, you know, X agency that does ad creatives, right? Right. You could layer that in on a much more, not just a referral basis deal, but actual continued education, right? They could be teaching your students. You could be teaching their students. There's a referral commission there, yeah. branding. You can start to build on that baseline. So it seems like there's ways for, you know, quote unquote, just an offer owner to start playing in this way mm-hmm. on a deeper level and making what I love about this is it actually makes your product, whoever we're talking about here, it makes it better because you're just making it more seamless for them to get from point A to B and right. actually solve that pain point they've got. hundred percent. Yeah. Past just a mistake I've seen that, you know, more aggressive direct response marketers make yep. is the product they're so focused on getting the most they can out of the customer on a monetary sense that actually delivering the education and the content, if it's a course or something like that, mm-hmm. falls secondary. For sure. Right? Where yeah. it's like they step in, the customer logs in, and they're just bombarded with like affiliate ads and banners and all these things. It's impossible to actually consume the content because mm-hmm. they're just trying to get clicks to click funnels or clicks to this thing and all these affiliate revenue coming in. Yeah. And that's their profit center. Right. And they're not actually delivering on the product. 
but if you can layer that in with really good content, yeah, have those other brands not just be a banner image out there like you need to do this to have success, but to teach why and how and yeah. get that brand teaching them. Right. Have the cross collab. You start to have a much better customer journey. Yeah. Better completion rates, lower refunds, mm-hmm. more scalability. Hundred percent. Yeah. Another example, even even for us, is you know just uh, a, a partnership that we we're even working on right now is with you know speaking agencies and um and and people that teach that because every one of our authors wants to you know speak on stage at some point like like you're doing here today so um it could even be as seamless as you know at the end of our program um everyone is looking for their next step right ideally most of our authors or at least our 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 most motivated authors they're not done once their book is launched they're looking for other avenues to continue to spread their message and so if there's even a you know, on the offboarding process, if we don't necessarily have anything else to sell them or serve them with at that point, there's a partner that can come in and be like, hey, now that you have a book, it's much more likely that we're going to be able to get you on bigger stages to share that message. Something to really leverage once you're on stage, right? You can, right. Yeah, but bolsters both things. So. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And so, and so it just makes it much easier for us to send those people over. And it's a much better customer experience that, than the customer feeling like, oh, here's a, our, you know, Chenerable just sending another person, another affiliate promotion to self-publishing school. It's like, hey, they know that this, like they understand their customer. They know that their customer is going to have this problem. And there's just an easy way to, to hand that off to someone that can serve those people better than we can and vice versa. I love that you can stay in your lane, yeah. align with partners that can stand theirs, but yep. you're still both serving. And you, I think you hit something on the head there, right? Where there's some real list fatigue happening where if you just are only monetizing with straight affiliate webinar deals, you really can exhaust your list and just hand another promo, another promo, another promo, another promo. It's like, and it can be lucrative for a bit, but it's just, it's a lot of churn, Mm -hmm. right? hundred (laughs) percent. Yeah. So how do you, I love that the concept of you just, if you're listening to this podcast and you're thinking, okay, how can I just layer in this type of tactical partnership that makes our customer journey better? and gets us paid right mm-hmm. and gets our partner paid yeah right it's a better solution for everybody than just promo 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 right exactly i love that what how much of this is relationship driven and how much of it is business if that makes sense yeah yeah i would say i would say that it's very much so relationship driven first and if you start with that, you can figure the business details out. Yeah. Right? So like here at TNC, um, already with, with a few meetings that I had, they always start with, hey, what, what are both of our companies? Where are we going? Right. And how can we get there together? How can we get there together faster? And then after that is aligned, after, you know, we feel comfortable working together on this project, then it's like, okay. Here are the details, you know, here's how many customers we think that we can send you over the next six months here, or is, you know, the, the partnership rev share that we feel like would make the most sense. You know, those things are, I believe the terms are always secondary to the alignment. Do I actually want to work with this person, et cetera. So I think that's a key point there, the disqualifying almost. You want to really make sure that, Hey, there's all these red flags that might come up down the road. Yeah. I think we've got a few minutes here left. This might go a little weird, but 
I almost kind of want to role play. Yeah. We can just do it like ClickBank and self-publishing school. Sure. Like how this kind of early conversation might start. And maybe it's an actual conversation we're going to yeah. have. But <laughs> yeah, 100%. <laughs> kind of like, um, and I want to put you on the spot and have you maybe lead this a bit. Yeah. But like how do we start having this conversation so if someone's listening in, they can mm-hmm. almost like kind of maybe model some of these questions you're going to be fleshing out. Mm-hmm. 100%. Let's do it. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> I mean... Thomas, one of the things that like, I understand about QuickBank right now is that you guys are building like an education component to uh, to your to your products. Is that is that right? Yeah, exactly. We're creating Spark by ClickBank, which has rolled out this last year, mm-hmm. um, and it's really serving kind of entry level and up marketers, right? Mm-hmm. Teaching what is affiliate marketing, and then or just internet marketing, and then teaching them how to be an affiliate, how to be vendors, how to run ads, how to do pretty much every channel, and we're aligning with channel partners in a way, mm-hmm. but industry experts to come teach higher level courses than what we teach at the basic level. A hundred percent. And so what's the ideal goal that you have, or what's like a huge win for you when it comes to the, the influencers that you have on that platform? The, the teachers that are coming in? Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, someone that can really teach to a skill set we don't own, right? Mm-hmm. We're really good at knowing the affiliate space, affiliate marketing space, kind of the funnels, things like that. Mm-hmm. We're not great at traffic. We're not great at product creation, right? We're not great at a lot of these like really niche tactical things or kind of bigger brand building things that we can, someone else can just, has been doing for 10 years, could teach that off the back of their hand. Mm-hmm. So really trying to align with um, teachers or mentors that can come in and really hone their craft and teach that one-to-one to students mm-hmm. and spark students versus us trying to do it all. Yeah, 100%. And what ideally would that look like in terms of, you know, obviously our domain is, is books. And mm-hmm. so if, if one of the strategies that we're teaching inside of Platinum is, is books, like what would be, you know, a, a one-one scenario on that for you, for us? Yeah, so, I mean, just going, the history of ClickBank is largely built on e ebook sales, mm-hmm. right? I mean, more recently it's been a lot of physical supplement sales, but yeah. there's still a ton of ebook sales going on. Yep. Um, I know. So I guess anything that helps the student get from whatever their A to B is, which is usually making money online yeah. and kind of quitting their nine to five, that whole kind of shtick. Mm-hmm. Um, and if there's gonna be a portion of those, I can imagine where writing their book yeah. or getting their book out or getting a book out yeah. to actually have a product to sell and not right. just be an affiliate yep. can be a really compelling story there. Awesome. Right on. So, I mean, that's, that's something that, <laughs> that, that we do. Right. And yeah. so, um, in terms of the next step, we'd love to see what it look like to have us come in, create some content, start that relationship. And then, you know, depending on how that works out, there's probably some other things that we can do down the line, but yeah. So that's, that's the approach that I would take, right? Like I have understanding of, and I have context of what you guys are doing here at QuickBank. Um, and based on everything that you said, there's just a very easy alignment there for me to come in and actually provide some some true value first, see what it would look like for us to actually work together. And then who knows, maybe maybe later on down the line, we'll be doing a, a larger webinar, a larger promotion to the, the book specific, specific content. Maybe we'll be, you know, speaking of one of you guys' stages, who knows, right? And then maybe QuickBank and that selling strategy is going to be one of the things that we teach inside of self-publishing school. Sure, and so that's monetize and things like that as an affiliate when you're getting customers off your book and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, Exactly. Yeah. And so that's, that's exactly how that would start. And <laughs> that was great. That was just, I just want to stop there. Yeah, that was a great, I think, lesson and just a sales call a little yeah. bit, like a little micro snippet, right? Mm-hmm. You um, ask great questions. I talked a lot, right? You listened, you did done your homework, obviously, but not too much to over assume. Right. And really let me almost sell myself on that. Like, what would that look like? Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. you let that break. So if anyone's listening to this and just like, how can I start having these conversations? You put on their empathy hat a little bit, 
get them talking, mm-hmm. get them exploring that idea. How could this look? And they almost build it themselves. And great. Yeah. And if it, I guess if it doesn't make sense, that's where you'd step in and go, okay, I don't think there's a good fit right here right now. Right. But who do I yeah. know that maybe I can mm-hmm. introduce it to, to Thomas that would be a better fit for the project that he's trying to accomplish right now. Yeah. So. And you're great at that. And also you've sent me, you know, new connections and stuff when it's like, if, Oh, I think they're interested in affiliates. You should talk to Thomas and stuff. Like that's what I really appreciate and respect about you. You take business development, not just from a, what can I get from it? But okay. Now I know a lot more about you. And then it's, I can tell you're thinking about that all the time. Mm-hmm. It's like, Oh, you need to talk to this person, right? And you're leaving them better than you found them. Yeah. Yeah. And you do the same thing. So oh, thanks. We're just yeah. each other back. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, great, man. Well, what I wanted to um, give you a chance, like who is a good, it doesn't have to be a channel partner, but yeah. that could be an ideal one too, but who's a good channel partner for you and what other types of, what other types of ways can people work with self-publishing school if they're interested in either writing their own book or promoting, or they might have a good traffic source or a good yeah. list to promote yeah. um, your stuff too? hundred percent. The easiest way I like to say is like, if you have a, an audience of experts or you serve experts in any type of way, you know, whether that's, you know, service professionals like financial advisors and, um, and doctors and, and lawyers, um, or it's people that are more in the, the coaching, consulting, course creation route. Um, those are the people in which we know at some point in our lives they're gonna think, hey, maybe I should drag and publish a book. Um, would love to, you know, reach out to me. I can we can put my email or, or anything here in the in the description and, and we can talk about what that would look like. If you yourself are looking to rag and publish a book, we have, you know, if you search anything, how to write a book on the internet, uh, we have a few different media entities, selfpublishingschool.com, selfpublishing.com that, you know, we have endless amounts of free content. That's probably a great place to start. And then if you want more of the accountability, more of the coaching, uh, definitely go to self-publishingschool.com slash apply and we can have a conversation and see how we can help. I love that. Well, thank you so much, Pedro, for coming on the podcast here live at TNC. So I hope people excuse the background noise from our yeah. VIP room here that we're recording <laughs> in. And uh, any other parting thoughts you want to leave off with? Uh, no, man. I mean, excited to, uh, to see how this helps people. And uh, yeah, I, I really... I'm looking forward to, and I think this is happening more and more, which is um, people taking the approach and taking affiliate marketing more of a holistic, hey, here's how I build an actual business. Here's how I solve problems. And affiliate marketing is one strategy that is going to help me do that, as opposed to affiliate marketing just being a way that I can make a quick buck, Um, because I think it's much more than that. So 100%. I, I speak to this a little bit where it's I think direct response and also too much on the impersonal and like less professional level. Yeah. And then there's also the other end where big brands cannot get personal enough. Right. Right. And it's like, it's almost the sweet spot I think in business development and finding these kinds of relationships is that sweet spot of, Hey, we're a business. We're in the business of doing business. We have to put on our B2B sales hats here. Yep. You treat affiliates like B2B, even yep. if it's a one-off person in their mom's basement, right? It's, yep. They're still running a business. Yeah. You're reaching them one-to-one on a B2B level but you're having that someone like you and that role to be that relationship driving person forward, cultivate those deals, get creative with those deals and figure out how to make more of a collaborative environment for kind of money to happen and good business to happen with good people. Exactly. 100%. I love that, man. Well, thank you so much again. And I trust that people check out the links in the description below and the show notes and all that good stuff. We'll make sure they get your contact information and links to your sites. And yeah, thanks so much, Pedro. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Of course. Cheers. Happy scaling.